Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 4th, 2017. My name is Phil Brosman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming at you with another episode of Locked On Magic as we get through the preseason. I'll have a recap of uh, what happened at the Magic's open practice. Not a whole lot to say about the open practice. It's kind of a glorified all-star game, but... I have a few notes and thoughts and, and some some reflections on that on today's show. I'll also talk a little bit about, let's see what I have planned here. I don't even know what I have planned. Uh, I, I'll talk a little bit about the Magic and their use of the three-point line and what they hope to do from beyond the arc this year, as well as a little bit of a look at Frank Vogel and, and what he has done in the past to make his teams better. But before we get into anything further, I want to remind everyone that you can find the Locked On Magic Podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom, the best place to download it is there. Uh, if the if you happen to stumble upon Locked On Magic and the Magic are not your favorite team, or if there's another NBA team that you are interested in following with the same level of detail that you follow Locked On Magic, that the kind of detail and, and daily discussion that I provide you, you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and insert your favorite NBA or second favorite NBA team and get the lowdown. If you're looking to learn a little bit more about locked about the Dallas Mavericks, Thursday's opponent, Locked On Mavericks is your place to go. That's what I plan to do tomorrow. Catch up on some episodes of Locked On Mavericks. Learn a little bit more about them. I'm hopefully actually going to try and watch uh, at least the recap of Dallas's game on Tuesday. Um, get a sense of how they play and, and what they look like. So, uh, you know, just kind of getting set for the NBA season. Get, just get into that game mode. Uh, and getting into some game prep for uh, these upcoming games. The other thing you should also do is check out the Locked On NFL Podcast Network. You can search for your favorite NFL team, including the Jaguars, Bucks, and Dolphins, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, you can search those by searching Locked On, insert your favorite team name on iTunes and Audio Boom. And of course, while you're there, if you haven't already subscribed to Locked On Magic, be sure to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. I do check them out every so often. And those rankings help us climb, uh, those ratings help us climb the rankings so that other people can find us more easily. That's 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 what we want, right? We want more people listening to us because I hope I do a good job. If I don't do a good job, let me know. Not in the ratings, I still want five stars, but let me know. I, 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 want, I want to make this show about you, so we will take care of that. But let's dive into uh, Tuesday's festivities. The Orlando Magic had their annual open practice. Uh, it's really... You know, kind of a chance for the team to let loose and, and be in front of the fans, really, for the first time. Uh, you know, not everyone got to watch Monday's game. Not that Monday's game really said anything. Uh, but uh, it's a chance to just be out in front of the fans, put on a little bit of a show, get to know the personalities a little bit. Uh, the Magic had a Q&A with several of the key players after 
the open practice was over, so fans got to ask questions. Uh, you know, you get your autograph session. You get, you know, you have the, the, the Magic do a knockout uh, tournament, which this year Damian Rudez run over Mario Azonia. So it's really just a fun evening. It's a quick kind of hour, hour 15, hour 20 uh, type deal. The Magic scrimmaged for two six-minute halves. Um, they split into two teams. They just kind of scrimmaged, you know, got up and down. It was really a glorified all-star game. Uh, so, you know, you didn't really see a ton. Um, you saw kind of Jonathan Simmons' athleticism, you know, confirming some things that we saw in Monday's game where he just kind of gets after it. You know, I, I would say watching Simmons live for the first time and in, in, in even this very sedated uh, uh, setting, Simmons just is around the ball. Like, he, he, especially defensively, he is just always involved. And so I think that's generally something good. Uh, Jonathan Isaac did not know to turn it down. Uh, he played really hard uh, and did some really nice things. He had a nice block on Aaron Gordon. I think, honestly, that was my favorite sequence of the entire open practice. Uh, Aaron Gordon got the ball uh, near the hoop, tried to go up for a layup over Isaac, and Isaac just packed him. And 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 Gordon, being a good player, being a decent player that he is, got the rebound, collected himself, went back out to the three-point line, put up a three and made it. Uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, I'll, I'll get back to Isaac in a moment, but Aaron Gordon's definitely feeling a lot more comfortable behind the three-point line. Um, I, I thought that Monday he took a little too many three-pointers, but he's making them at a decent clip. Uh, you know, he still had his air ball. You know, he had an air ball or two that, that were just like, you made, made you cringe a little bit. Uh, but as long as he's not hanging out too much on the perimeter, I don't mind him taking that three-pointer. I think that's a shot that he's got to make, and I think he'll make it at a better clip this season. It, it definitely seems like his form, he's more comfortable with his form, and it's a little more fluid. Back to Jonathan Isaac then. Isaac, I was really, you know, just really impressed. His length, uh, it's just obvious when he's on the floor how long he is, how big he is, and that's uh, an incredible tool, and he was able to make some plays offensively by hanging around the basket, um, he had one play where he actually dove headfirst on the floor, which isn't smart in an open practice scrimmage like this. But got to like that the kid's playing hard at all times and really taking that to heart. Uh, again, really, you're not going to learn anything from an open practice. It was really just a glorified all-star game. Uh, so it, it, it glorified pickup game. Uh, the Magic actually got two hours worth of practice in before they went out uh, onto the main floor to uh, practice in front or to have this scrimmage in front of the fans. So again, probably some tired legs, which would explain some misses, uh, some sloppy play. But um, again, it, guys kind of gave an initial effort on defense. They didn't give a second effort on defense and would let guys kind of go into the paint and, and do things in the paint. And, and you saw Gordon make a couple of nice dunks. You saw Simmons make a couple of nice dunks. Um, Simmons actually wore a hoodie, and so we got hoodie Simmons, which was fun. Uh, but uh, really nothing to, to report on the court from the, the Magic's open practice. But... What definitely is there to report, though, is that this was the first time that the Magic were out in front of their fans. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I've said this uh, throughout training camp, or throughout training camp, really throughout the summer, is I'm really looking forward to seeing this team play and getting them out on the floor and getting a feel for how this team looks. Like, I, I've told, a lot of people have asked me, what do you think about the season? I mean, not just Orlando Magic Daily people, family. I mean, actually, it was chatting with, with uh, with another magic writer, with another magic broadcaster, um, I was chatting with actually I was I'll, I'll just say it, I was chatting with Dennis Newman uh, before the open practice today, and he asked you know he asked me what my feel for the what what I thought about the team. I was just like I just have no I, I really don't have a feel for this team. There are definitely some pieces that I really like, 
Uh, but it's, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's just, I just don't have a good feel for it. And I probably still don't have a good feel for them quite yet, but I think I have a better understanding of what they're trying to do. And, and, and I'm beginning to, to learn what they want to do, uh, over the course of, of game. It's going to take a few preseason games, probably by, probably by Monday's episode. Maybe this will be a column that I write on Monday and, and talk about here on the show, uh, on Monday's Locked On Magic. Uh, after the Heat game, we'll be halfway through the preseason by then. Uh, maybe at that point, I will be able to sit here and say, I have a decent idea of what direction this team's going or what, what, what this team is trying to do this season. But for now, uh, I think all I can do is is let Frank Vogel talk about that. I think uh, I think they're going to see an exciting brand of basketball. You know, we got a lot of athleticism with our group, and uh, we're going to play up tempo and and be attacking and shooting threes and you know modernize our team. You know, to be more fit to to compete in the, in today's NBA. We started doing the midseason last year, and we're carrying it over into into this season, and you know, hopefully have a we're much stronger showing than we did last year. So and and I think we saw elements of that in Monday's game. Of course, it's it's far from perfect, and and I'll have a little bit more about the the recap and kind of the aftermath of Monday's game heading into Thursday's uh, Thursday's game against the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the next preseason game. Of course, just just again another opportunity to get better. I think the Magic want to clean up some things, but you definitely see elements of this kind of wide open, fast paced style that the Magic want to play, and and they're trying to get kind of into that mode and into that frame of mind. And and, and of course, it's going to take a little bit of time to completely get there and and maybe the personnel doesn't completely fit it but I think I think we saw signs uh, again we saw plenty of signs that that can work toward the end of last season but I think we saw uh, some of the elements of this team especially from the starting lineup to make that work of course from a fan perspective and, and I'm sure from most of you listening here I, I don't need to tell you that this is a, this is definitely a, a fan base and, and definitely a season with a lot of apprehension from the fans. It's it there, there is excitement, I would say. I mean, I think the people, the fans who showed up at the Amway Center were plenty excited for the season to begin. And, and I think most basketball fans are. We're all, we're all excited to see this thing and see how it works. The question is, will we be entertained by it? Will we find a reason to keep being invested in this? Um, you know, I, I certainly will. But uh, will we find a, a reason for hope? And, and like I've said several times on this show, I think the purpose of this season is to restore hope to the fan base. It's not about wins. It's not about losses. It's about giving faith that there is a future for this team, one way or another, that this team is going to grow into something. So I, I, I do think that the Magic uh, uh, are going in the right track. Um, I think that the Magic are going to try and do what, what Vogel said. And we'll see just how successful they are. And and I think this week is a big week. The fact that they're home for these two critical games. Uh, preseason game, uh, usually preseason game five, uh, it's the penultimate preseason game, is usually the most important. I, I know Frank Vogel used it as a dress rehearsal last year. Um, but this year, that's coming on a back-to-back in San Antonio. So I suspect that either Monday's game in Dallas or Saturday's game against the Heat are going to be the Magic's dress rehearsal. And the Magic are going to... Uh, are They'll probably slowly start resting some some starters. Uh, I, I don't anticipate every player will play in Thursday's game. But it, it, I definitely think the Magic... And, and I'll make this point on OrlandoMagicDaily.com very soon. I definitely think the Magic want to get a jump start and get ahead of the game a little bit. 
and be ready before everyone else uh, for the regular season. So I think they want to see some some greater progress as as we get in toward the end of the week. But they'll get to do that in front of their fans, and the, and the Magic fans will get a chance to really get an eye on this team and figure out exactly uh, figure out exactly uh, uh, who this team is and and how much they're willing to invest themselves emotionally and yeah financially in this group. Of course, we'll always be here just in case you want to pop in and out during the season. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And of course, uh, you know, Frank Vogel noted that the team is looking to uh, to kind of modernize itself, get out on the break more, be kind of a more open, fast-breaking team. And in kind of modern parlance, that means shooting more three-pointers. And unfortunately for the Magic, there was really no team that was as bad at three-pointers last year as, as the Orlando Magic. There are a few teams as bad at three-pointers as the Magic last year. The Orlando Magic last season shot 32.8% from beyond the arc. That was the second-worst mark in the league. After the All-Star break, they shot only 32% from beyond the arc. So, the Magic last year were just flatly a bad three-point shooting team. They took about 27 three-pointers. They took 27 attempts per game from beyond the arc after the All-Star break. At, we're at 26.1 before uh, for the entire season. So, this is a team that took a healthy amount of three-pointers. 26-27 uh, is about the league average. Maybe a little bit, I think it's a little bit less than the league average last year. And last night in Memphis, the Magic took... 30-something threes. I think they were 2-for-15 at half, which isn't good. And there's definitely some moments where they settled and they they were kind of just jacking up threes and they weren't making smart three-pointers, but they took some good three-pointers, too, that just didn't go down. And so if the Magic are going to make this whole experiment work, this whole open, modern basketball thing work, if they're going to be a productive team, they're going to have to make three-pointers. There's just no getting around it. Just to create the driving lanes and the space that other players need, the Magic need to make three-pointers. That goes for Aaron Gordon, you know, becoming a, a more consistent and reliable three-point shooter, which he certainly looked like he was um, or is trying to become uh, so far. Um, it definitely seems like it was an emphasis of his throughout the season, throughout the summer. Um, it means... Terrence Ross bouncing back from shooting 34% from beyond the arc back to his about career average around 37%. Means Evan Fournier bouncing back to shoot around 38, 39%. Maybe not the 40 that he did two years ago. Means maybe Nikola Vucevic stepping out and shooting three-pointers. He suggested that 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 was something that the Magic asked him to work on to help spread the floor. Maybe it, 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 it certainly means Jonathan Simmons being an efficient three-point shooter. Jonathan or Jonathan Isaac as well becoming a you know establishing himself at the at that NBA three point line. The Magic last year were more than willing to put up threes, every player. But 
they weren't able to do so efficiently, even on open shots. NBA.com defines a wide-open shot as a shot taken with no player within six feet of the shooter. On 11.2 three-point attempts per game after the All-Star break, the Magic shot 34% on wide-open three-pointers. You got to wonder how much of that is Alfred Payton, how much of that is Aaron Gordon, but that is still not a strong percentage. And if the Magic team, if this Magic team is indeed going to modernize, if this team is going to be that kind of wide open, fast breaking team, this is something that's got to correct itself. I think the coaching staff believes in their shooters. Uh, Terrence Ross, I think I, I've, I've mentioned this in some other places as well. Terrence Ross is considered a three point shooter, so I think he definitely gets a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from defenses. Defenses respect his three-point shot, even if he's not making it. But at the end of the day, yeah, the spacing is great, and that's absolutely what you need, but you got to make teams pay for leaving you open sometimes. And that's not what happened last year. The Magic did not make teams pay for leaving them open. And that's something that has to change, of course if the Magic are going to take that next step. So it's a two-fold problem then. The first is creating good open looks, which I think generally the Magic felt like they did in Monday's game. Of course, that's just one preseason game. And then making said open looks when you get them. That's always, always, always the trickiest proposition. I think that the Magic are still not a great shooting team. I I don't I, I expect them to shoot better than they did last year because I think they're in a better style for it. And I was actually and I mean and the numbers are actually surprising that they shot worse from beyond the arc on roughly the same number of attempts after the All Star break. I think the Magic can shoot better than that, and I think Aaron Gordon's improvement will help. I think. Uh, Terrence Ross being comfortable will help. I think Evan Fournier will bounce back. But I don't see this team being an average three-point shooting team. I see them still being in the bottom 10. And that's going to be a huge thing to watch for this Magic team this season. Can they step up their three-point shooting? If they can, if they can, they'll be in very good shape for the rest of the season. But it's definitely still a huge, huge, huge question mark. I don't think there's getting around it. That that the biggest question facing this team on the offensive end is how do you create space? And that means the Magic have to make have to make three pointers, and they have to be smart with the three pointers they take. When the defense does come out to challenge them, they've got to attack it. If they don't, they got to make them pay and knock down some shots. It's simple. We're talking really simple stuff here. But it's absolutely critical to this team. The other weakness to note is, of course, on the defensive end. And that's definitely something that Frank Vogel has been trying to preach and trying to push onto the team throughout the the training camp. 
He said on several occasions that, you know, we've got to be better with our individual responsibilities. Uh, we are planning on switching a lot more, and I think we saw that in the game on Monday uh, a little bit. Um, when Shelvin Mack came in in the third quarter, the Magic started switching everything, and that really helped them get into the game. So I think we're going to see some defensive schemes where the Magic just switch every screen. It's going to take a lot of good communication, and I think I was listening back to the to, to the interview uh, that, that Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon gave um, after the game on Monday to, to the Orlando Sentinel, uh, to Josh Robbins over there, uh, and I, they, they, I think they said that, that their communication wasn't on point quite yet, so definitely something to fine-tune, something to, to get right in the coming days and coming games. But it's it's undeniable that Frank Vogel is a defensive coach. And that if you give him... And, and I think one of the reasons that I was so optimistic about this team and, and about their defense recovering and taking a step up is that I think Frank Vogel can come up with a strong defensive scheme in a summer. Remember, last year, with everyone learning a new defensive scheme and everyone kind of getting used to things... With all that defensive talent the Magic had, the Magic were a top five defense through the first quarter of the season. Everything we imagined that Magic defense could be, it was for about 20 games. Now, why did it collapse? Why couldn't Vogel bring it back in? And then after the All-Star break, why did they come up with a better defensive scheme there? Fair questions. And questions that are difficult to answer. I don't know why the Magic defense collapsed December 8th, 2016. It just fell off a cliff, and they never could get it back. And, you know, I think my reasoning for why the defense was so bad after the All-Star break was the Magic changed their identity so much. They did did a really, like, a 180 flip identity-wise, or playing style-wise. And I think they never really had the time to drill down the defensive responsibilities and schemes that you need, which is why I thought a training camp, a full training camp like this one, would help them nail down the defense a little bit more. So I expect the Magic to be a better defensive team. And again, the switching is going to help. I think Vucevic, you know, dropping a little bit. I'd still like to see him hedge some, but... Um, I think that he's a lot more adept at using his verticality to block shots and, and challenge shots, and, and I think he's shown that throughout the course of the last year. So I think there's a lot of optimism that Frank Vogel can grow a defensive team. And the numbers kind of back this up. In his first full year, in Indiana. The Pacers' defense was, indeed, one of the best in the league. They were always one of the best defensive teams in the league with Vogel, but they went from very good defensive team to elite defensive team in a very, very short amount of time. Taking a look at those numbers, in Frank Vogel's first full year, the 2012 season, which the Pacers finished 42-24, and was a lockout-shortened year. 
According to Basketball Reference, the Pacers had a 103.1 defensive rating, good for ninth in the league. Very solid, very good defensive team. They had Roy Hibbert, they had David West, they had Danny Granger. Uh, Paul George hadn't quite become Paul George quite yet. In 2013, Vogel's second year, the Pacers jumped to first, going from 103 defensive rating to 99.8. They gave up only 90.7 points per game on a raw basis. And then the Pacers' defensive dominance in this league was established. And it came with that year of comfort, that year of familiarity with Vogel. And now the Magic are in that same position. I'm not expecting the Magic to rise to a top five defense. I don't think that's in the cards. But I think it's fair to say, I think it's very fair to say that we can expect a reasonable jump defensively for the Magic next year. A jump from, say, 20, what what were they, 28th, 9th last year, 27th? Jump from, say, 25th to 18, 17, 16? This team, I think, can be a league average defensive team. If not, maybe a little bit more. Now, of course, there's still a lot of work that needs to go in before we get there. And, and then the Magic have to show it, and, and I do think that there might be some roster shortcomings that keep them from being a, a very strong defensive team. But I think this is definitely, definitely a better defensive team than it was last year. Solely because of that familiarity and solely because I trust, I trust Frank Vogel to make the team better. And I trust that a summer of prep, defensively, will make this team better. It's going to be interesting to see how this team develops. And of course, preseason is a great place to watch a lot of this development. I think Monday night we saw a team that was very jumpy, trying to do a little too much sometimes, a little eager, maybe a little heavy-legged. Fouled a lot in Monday's game. But I think that the team definitely showed some nice things, showed some flashes that were really, really nice. And of course, we want to see that happen longer, more often, as each preseason game goes. I I do believe that Frank Vogel can help this team make that jump. And of course, we'll just have to see whether that pays off or not. But the evidence suggests that Vogel teams make a jump that second year defensively. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Stitcher, tune in all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. That's philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And check us out on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as like us on Facebook at orlandomagicdaily. 
That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back again tomorrow to preview Thursday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. Until then, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich of Locked on Magic and Orlando Magic Daily. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.